B'Shem Hashem Na'aseh V'Natsiach. Okay, everybody, we're Mesilat Yesharim, chapter 11. I know a lot of classes we have on 11, but I just saw Rabbi Yaakov Hillel's book on Mesilat Yesharim. He has an entire book on this chapter. So it's a very intensive, intensive chapter. This chapter is about being totally clean from any sin. It says, One thing that we need to be totally clear of is um, misleading people and falsehood. So some people, they when they say a story about themselves or something, they exaggerate it. He says, if you want to be totally close to God, which is the seal of Hashem is truth, emet. Right? That's the last word we say in the Shema. So he says, it's not a good thing. You know, some people just for the heck of it, they want to make the story more juicy and interesting. But he said, under Jewish ethics, that's not the right thing. Right? You can't, you can't like, um, put a white lie into a, um, you should know, into a story. You're allowed to change something for the, sa- for the sake of peace. Right? But not outright lie. The Ben Ishchai says that clearly on his commentary to the Gemara. And something even more than that is, um, that in the Torah it doesn't say don't lie. You know that. It says, Midvar Sheker Tirchak. Be far away from lying. Which already you see it in the Torah. The Torah doesn't want you to lie or do anything close to lying. And he says, so he says some people make baba mices like they say in Israel. Yiddish, you know? They make fake stories just to entertain people. And they, 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 they pass it off as true stories. He says this is against the Torah. Right? He says, they have a, you know, they, it's a, they, if you want to do such things, you could go work for Disney. Or for the comics, but to, to, to tell people as this is an authentic, truthful story, and then you just make up a Baba Misa, a falsehood story, that's, you understand, that's, 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 you also have to know that subconsciously, that's telling yourself, your neshama, your thing, that you're allowed to lie, right? Then you're gonna, it's gonna lead you to lie for, for, um, benefit also. He says, "We It says, and that's the problem. Some people they become pathological liars. You understand? Which means everything they say has some type of lie and misclassification or falsehood in it, which is terrible. And that's why, like the boy that cried wolf, right? There's some people, like politicians, <laughs> you can't believe anything they say, right? Everything you say, you know, there's certain people that are so pathological liars that everything you say, you have to take with a grain of salt. We want to go the opposite way, right? We don't want to misclassify and say falsehood even for no reason just to make a story more juicy, right? And it says this is the Gemara, the Gemara, the Talmud in Sanhedrin, Peytet 89 says that's the greatest uh, punishment for somebody that falsifies that um the the greatest punishment they get is is that nobody believes them like the broid that crawl even when they say the truth does anybody listen to them no 
Because, guys, I want to tell you something. Yesterday, I was like three, four hours in Rabbi Levi Chaim's Yachat Kolil. And my father, originally when it was in Robertson, my father helped found it. And I saw a lot of my old friends and my dad's friends. And there's nothing better than a good name. To have integrity, you know? Mean what you say, say what you mean. Because after we die, the only thing that we leave in this world is a good name. So, you know, to, to have integrity is more worth than all the gold and silver and diamonds of the world. So, it says it's sad. Some people, even when they say the truth, nobody listens to them because they're so pathologically addicted to lying. Like the politicians. And that's why the prophet Jeremiah, Yirmiah, complains. He says, these people, they, um, there's actually a story in the Gemara. We just learned in the Dafyomi Yavamo. There was this one rabbi, whatever, his wife was a narcissist, was crazy. If he told his wife he wanted steak, she would make him chicken. If she said he wanted coffee, so his, his son started, when his son became mature, he saw his father was being abused, like a bear, like a circus bear. <laughs> so he, he, he said, he said, you know, he became a wise guy, the son. He, he told his mother, through, uh, what do they call it? Reverse psychology. She said, you know, dad wants coffee. Even though he knew that his father wanted, his father said, don't go tell your mother to make me tea, but then he would tell his mother. So he, the dad started to get happy. He said, wow, what is going on? My wife gives me exactly what she, what I knew on, not the opposite. So he asked his son, why is your mother being so nice? He said, dad, I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> Whatever you tell me, I tell her to give. So he said this possible. The father said, don't do that anymore. Even though I, you're, you're doing, doing it for peace and you want to do that, but I don't want to be responsible for you. This is subconsciously making into you what? Into a what? A liar. And that's not what I want to think you. He said, he asked the son, cause it says in the prophet here, you know, actions always, by the way, speak greater than words, you know? If you want your kids to be truthful, don't tell them to be truthful, act truthful, right? Because if you, like uh, a common mistake, uh, Rabbi Krohn was saying, and it says in Alakha is like, if your parents, somebody wants your parents and they call their parents and you pick up their phone, don't say, if their parents are home, you, it's a lie to say they're not home. Not you have to say they're not available, right? Things like this has, a, you should know. It, it people learn, these, this stuff goes a long way. So the, he goes ahead, the Ramchal, and says, He says, some people, obviously, they're not pathological. Well, liars, but they don't want to be scot-free, clean from lying. Sometimes because of a joke, they say it. Or if it's opportunistic to them to say it. He says, ah, no harm's going to come out from it. Okay, I lied. Listen, you're allowed to say a white lie if you're not totally misclassifying, if there's going to be a problem of a fight, to stop a fight. But to say a blatant lie, even for Shalom is Asur. And he says, a Chacham, he says, this is not the way of Chachamim. Chachamim never even say white lies for no reason. If I, 
We have to be devoted to halacha. I one thing that really I'm burnt out by a lot of people is, is people have salad bar Judaism. They think the Torah is a salad bar. They pick this. They, they it's like they went to a sushi cafe or all you could eat. So they want a little bit of this. They, you know, the, the Torah is temima. We just had Shavuot a few weeks ago. The Torah. Of course, it takes a lifetime to perfect our commitment to the Torah. But ideologically, and our commitment to it, and our approach to it, shouldn't be salad bar Judaism, you understand? And actually, the harder the mitzvah for you to keep, the more reward you get, you know that. Because Hashem rewards us according to what? Our effort. So He says, He says, um, Shlomo HaMelech teaches us regarding lying, that davar sheker yisna sadik. A sadik hates lies, you know. And you know, vehuma sheba azara midvar sheker tichak. Like I said before in the beginning of this year, the Torah doesn't say not to lie. It says go away from lying. It says v'tirei shelo amar misheker tishmor elam misheker tichak l'areotan alaregel agulav v'michal rabaz. It says the Torah doesn't want us just not to be careful not to lie, but it says stay away from it, which means you should make a fence. Even white lies you shouldn't say, right? Even exaggerations you shouldn't say, right? Because the path of Torah, the Torah is emet, right? We say, emet Torah tenu achidusha. God's seal is emet. The more integrity we have, the more truthful we are, and you should know. Sometimes it's convenient for us to lie, and we think that if we lie, we're, it's gonna, we're gonna benefit. But you should know in the long run, Nothing bad comes out of being truthful. You understand? Some people may be a wise guy and think, oh, if I change, you know, and try to deceive the system and deceive Hashem, I'm going to get ahead in life. No, that's not the way. And it says, actually, it says one of the, it says, Sherit Yisrael lo yasu the nation of Israel to, is known to be a truthful nation and not to be falsehood. And they don't, try to trick people with there, right? It's the biggest chilul Hashem. Actually, there's a samag, one of the Rishonim, the people in the time of Rashi, he wrote a book that, because you know, it's a fascinating concept, by the way. We know there's 613 commandments, but no one in the Talmud doesn't have a list. So the Rambam has one list, the Sefer Chinuch has a different list, the Ramban argues on the Rambam's list, right? There's like, I would say probably, I know of 15 different lists. Because some people count some things as a mitzvah. You know, obviously the Ten Commandments, everybody counts. But even that, there's a machloket, whether the Ten Commandments, the... No, because the Ramban, because it says, don't make an idol over there in the Second Commandment. So is each one of those a different commandment? So even there, how to enumerate them and count them is different. But one, 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 one thing I could tell you is, there's a scary smack. The, the the one of the Rishonim when he talks about lying and taking advantage of non-Jews goyim in business he says this is one of the reasons Mashiach doesn't come because he says what's going to happen Mashiach is going to come and then the non-Jews are going to say oh you bring Mashiach to these people these people that were always f- full of falsehood and giving us Cheaters. cheater cheating us in business and you're, you're, you're the savior to these people, and that's one of the things that causes Mashiach to be pushed away. It's a very scary thing. One should be truthful, 
to God, to himself, and to all the people around him. And not take advantage and falsify and cheat in business. These are one of the reasons that Mashiach is getting kicked away. He says, like we said, the seal of Hashem is emet. If God seal and essence this truth, then how much disgusting if you go the opposite way, right? Go to falsehood. You're going... Actually, I was listening to Rabbi Lapiansky. He said, the fact that God exists, you know, God is not a superficial man. Like if we, for example, all of us that are sitting in this room, we could technically exist, we could technically not exist. But Hashem's truth is much deeper truth. You know why? It's only because He's He's the place of the world and the world is not His place. You understand what I mean? Which means there's this box, which is this world, even the Kabbalistic, and God is greater than the box. But this whole box only exists because Hashem gives us Shekhinah. God is like plugging His energy. Like every electron that moves around the nucleus of the atom, it's Hashem's Every second he's recreating. You understand? So, he's the epitome of truth. If his truth doesn't exist, nothing exists. You understand? If we don't exist, me, you, and the other, you know, Joe Shmo, then the world could still exist without us. But Hashem's, you understand? Hashem's existence is a much, much more sophisticated because he is the source of life. Only because of his truth does all the other truths subsequently Exist, you understand? He is existence. It's because of his existence, every second that existence continues. If he pulls us, if he pulls a shechina, his divine providence, and his energy, his shadow, and presence out of this world, the whole world will see, you know, you understand? Cease to exist. So he says, one more paragraph. God always through the prophets, one of the great prophets, Yeshaya, Yirmiya, right? When they were chastising and reprimanding and telling the Jewish nation, what would they always tell them? Be truthful, don't deceive, don't be deceitful, don't... God actually chose us and gave us a mandate to be the symbol of truth. And we're the teachers of the world, right? The Jews have to be so ethical and perfect and exact. And, you know, orthodox, straight, yashar, you know, in their thing that that's when we're considered the children of Hashem and His representatives. Not when we're spreading falsehood, you know. And Yerushalayim, the greatest city that every time we pray, we pray to our Yerushalayim is the city of what? Truth. A synonym for the holiest city where the angels take our prayers to Yerushalayim and then from there is the tunnel to heaven, right? The channel to heaven. That's the city of truth. Lagdil Chashibuta. And that's why God wanted to say, oh my favorite city, the apple of my eye of all the cities of the world is Yerushalayim and that's the city of truth. Which means how much God loves truth. He says that there's a fascinating story with Rav Safra that even in your heart you shouldn't lie. It says one time, you know, the, the, the Rambam was a doctor, you know that. Most of our rabbinical leaders, many of them worked, had a profession. 
But still they learned more than a lot of the Kolel people learn now because they were so intense and focused. We had a collective, uh, I'm saying about myself, attention span problem in nowadays. You know, we're not focused enough. We're not real enough. We're not committed enough. We're not dedicated enough. But Rav Safra was once a uh, in the bazaar. He was selling stuff. But it became the time of Shema. And you know, Shema, you have to stay within the first Three hours of the day. So a guy came to him while he was saying Shema and you're not allowed to talk. So the, the guy saw a very beautiful object, right? Let's say a one of a kind vase. So he said, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Now Safra said, go. He, he couldn't talk. So he said, go, come back later. The guy liked the item so much that he finally, after Rabbi Safra finished praying, he said, I'll give you a thousand dollars for it. But Rav Safra said, no, just give me the hundred. So the guy said, what? He said, already in my heart, I had, you know, between me and myself and God, in my heart, I decided to give it to you for how much? hundred. It would be a type of deception. Yes, and that's how much integrity and truthful a person should be. That since in his heart of hearts, you know, and he, he made a kiddush Hashem. Right? But if God forbid, like I told you, the smack says if we were dishonest in business and we deceit people, for sure Jews and even worse goyim, this causes Mashiach to go far away because then when Mashiach comes, the Chilu Hashem is going to happen, right? One of the things that brings Mashiach is to, Baruch Hashem, like there was this guy, it had millions of views through YouTube, like there was this rabbi that bought a desk and there was like a few thousand dollars hidden in it when he disassembled it and he returned it. That's a golden opportunity to always make a what? Kiddush Hashem. Not to be deceitful. He says especially a Torah scholar needs to be more meticulous and super careful because people um, analyze him like a what? They scrutinize him like a microscope, right? All his actions. So he says, he's only allowed to misrepresent three things. Halachically. Like, if, if one of his colleagues asks him, did you have relations with your wife? Or something like that. These are things they could say, like, change the subject and, you know, things like that. But he says, In the end of the first chapter of Pirkei it says the world has three pillars. Justice, truth, and peace. So, if God forbid, imagine everybody, if everybody constantly lies to themselves, like one of the Ten Commandments is, also don't be a false witness, because that's the worst. Then you're corrupting the whole system, and my dad was just so heartbroken. Sometimes he would go to court, eviction court, and it's it's so sad to see how low life people could get, that they bring false witnesses into court, and misrepresent, and, and say lies. Such a world is becomes Saddam Ba'amara. Such a world becomes a world that, you know, to, to have a civilized world, we need to be truthful to each other. You know? One of the pillars of the world is truth. And he says, he says, um, it's God forbid if a person is always lying, he's making society unstable. He's taking away one of the pillars of, 
of the world, the Ramchal says. Oh wow, I heard a whole lecture about this. Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Rabbi Lopiansky was saying, there's one city that the people were so truthful, it's Luz, it's the city of Luz, where people would never die. It's kind of like the Garden of Eden in this world. It's like a special city. Um, and the, 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 since nobody would be deceitful there, the angel of death would have no power there. So when the people were tired of life, they would go outside the city and die outside. Because they say that, you know, the, the, the spring that used to feed the main uh, waters of Garden of Eden, Abiyudah Chassid says, it feeds the city called Luz. And uh, it's an amazing thing that a people, death, this city, people had so much integrity and were so truthful, the Malach Hamavit literally had no power in the city. So you see how great and above nature you go when you when you're truthful. You understand? When was this? This was even in up to Talmudic times. There was a city called Luz, and it was kind of like the twilight zone in that it was a physical world. It was a very special city. It was like heaven on earth. This city, and everybody there, nobody in the city lied. So therefore, the angel of death had no power over there. It was a mystical city because it was uh, the, the nourishment also of the city. The, the same uh, spring that gave water to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden also gave water uh, to, to this city. So, like Rabbi Lopiansky was saying, Rav Chaim Kanievsky that just passed away is like from the city of Luz. He was like, he was a part of this world, but he was kind of like a, a different type of uh, thing. He says, He says, there was a rabbi in the city. There was one time his wife was this a little bit deceitful. Death came to the city of Luz. And finally they, they found out why. It was because of her. They kicked her out of the city. They banished her. So that they should know this city... Death cannot touch it. Why? Look, that's a really a mind-boggling thing. How important to be ethical and integrity and, and truthful is that the city that nobody ever lied in, it became Gan Eden. It became like an Eden-like city in this world. And the, the angel of death had no power there. Then says, And anyways, this is something that any ethical, normal, logical person knows that we need to be truthful because of course we need to be to thyself be truth but also society really cannot function in a good way when you need to be a man in life and the more truthful we are the more we get closer to one of God's most precious attributes which is emet thank you